when it happens, you are right there with her going, Harry! In a meh, but not bad sort of way. I didn't go to college. That's why I have a podcast now. Jeff Goldblum should be the voice of a dog, because it's perfect. In way in the future of 2008. Wee! That's it. That's all I got. Am I the only one terrified of big dogs? Ali Sheedy isn't. Well, we had the instance uh, last year. What's that? Uh, I think it was last year. Where <laughs> Nana had given us an, um, cars sheets for the boys, and I put those on their bed to surprise them. And they got out of the bathtub and came running in and holding one and then looked at him. And I'm kind of under my breath because the kids are still running around. Yeah. The, uh, Holden looked at him and he goes, ah, what the fuck? (laughs) Just as loud and plain as can be. And I was just like, what did you just say? (laughs) Because that is, it was, I think it was last year when he was still in kindergarten. And I talked to the teachers about it because one of the neighbors is a teacher and Yep, there's one kid in school that they have to keep telling to knock it off. And I'm like, I understand that in middle school, but not... No, yeah. Not that young. Come on. Uh, they're so, probably able to watch whatever they want. They're, yeah. Uh, parents don't care. Yeah. Just get out of my hair. Leave me alone. Oh, I mean, parents don't care and will cuss in front of their kids or cuss at their kids like that. I've, I've heard that, too. Yep. So, all the time. Oh, it's... Yeah. What a happy way to kick off the show. Oh, I know. Now I'm kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so how are you other than that? <laughs> oh. Uh, happy, happy fun time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, well, the horror officially kicked off yesterday. This We're recording on the second for those that don't know in the future. So our uh, this round of the horror we'll just have to see how many uh, horror movies we've got watched since the, yesterday. But, uh, so I've been diving on that. I worked long yesterday to clear up my schedule for today so I could work from home today and, and watch movies while I'm working, which has been awesome. <laughs> uh, my dog had to, oh, my fucking dog, dude. I'm not an anti-vaxxer person. Um, I also don't think you have to overload your kids or pets with them if it's not really necessary stuff. Why bother? But... This dog, this last dog that we just got from the pound, she, uh, oh, what was it, a week ago or so, something like that, she got a bunch of shots, and it was, I think that might have been the cause of her problem, Yeah, but she's just been laying around and lazy and lethargic and not eating, and I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on with this dog, so I took him in. And they're like, yeah, it's a good thing you brought her in because her white blood cells are way up and they're fighting her red blood cells. Because of reasons. It's like, she's anemic. Okay, we gotta, the best thing would be to give her a blood transfusion from our Great Dane. This is a tiny dog we're talking about. I'm like, alright, you know, I checked with the wife on, you know, you always gotta check on what's our budget. Uh, for, yeah, um, I gotcha. They, they said 700 to 1000. It ended up being 500 bucks. Okay. And now she, I brought her home and she has been a little better. But 
all day today. Now this is her first day home, and she's just laying around and not moving. I mean, you almost got to drag her outside, and I've got four different medications to put her on. You know how fun it is to get a pet to take a pill. Two of them are liquid, so I got to use these syringy things to put in her. It's just like, oh, it sucks. But I feel bad for her. I wish. She, I mean, she's at least walking around a little bit today, but can't get her to eat anything. And, I mean, you shove shit in her face and she just looks up at you like, I'm just, I just don't have the energy. I'm guessing you don't have to uh, give any of the pills to the dog rectally, right? <laughs> no, that would be easier. Because <laughs> I'm trying to shove it in between her little crooked, broke-ass teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how, old is not... it? how old is this dog? They don't know. They estimated that she's seven. Okay. Uh, just based on, like, her dental or something. I don't know. I also told my wife... Pets are like the dumbest invention ever because you get this pet and don't get me wrong. I love dogs. I adore them, but you know, you're going to outlive this dog more than likely. Like this dog is going to die and you're going to have to deal with that and the emotional problems with the kids. And yeah, uh, but anyway, today's only the first day of her medications. I hope that it, they start pepping her up. One's a steroid. So like, let's get going. I, I would rather have you shitting on the floor than just moping around. Just all emo right now, huh? Very. I have an emo dog. <laughs> uh, oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. That's. I haven't had a dog for so long that the last dog I had gave me a. I gave me a huge eye infection, and uh, so <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Uh, well, your pets were always extra dumb, except for Zippy. I liked Zippy. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It was a black lab. I hated that dog. And uh, you know how I felt about that last dog. Oh, the Mastiff? That, that, that one can rot in hell. Yeah. And she probably is. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's it's just not for me. It, you know, especially with two young kids now, nope. Because it would end up me being me being the main one taking care of the dog, and I I'm allergic. And even if it's hyperallergenic, no, I don't. Even like hyperallergenic dogs, if they are noses get against me or if they start licking me, then I'm breaking out in welts and angry. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Happened. Oh yes. I, like if if hyperallergenic dogs even, if their noses bump against me, welcome hello welts. Hello big red itchy welts. So nope. Wow. I'm good. It's I guess God You finally found your kryptonite. Yeah, God's it's... I guess punishing me for I don't I I guess maybe kicking the shit out of dogs when I was a kid that I don't remember. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, you, I always thought you were very good with the dogs that you, you did Yeah, have. I thought I thought I was. Other than Zippy. I mean, we everybody was verbally abusive oh, to Zippy. Oh, yes. That but... dog was uh, just a scapegoat. <laughs> and, and funny, that dog lived to be like, like in human years, it seemed like he lasted like 25 years. He, li he lived... He lived so far past his expiration date that he was just uh, like a walking stink bomb. Like every every I, part of that dog reeked. His breath was like death. I know. I remember. Yeah, he, he was awful. Yep. I remember that in, in of your entire family. The only it got so bad. The only person that was nice to that dog was me <laughs> when I came over. <laughs> yeah, you did always like that dog. I'd be like zippy, zippy, yeah. zippy, and I pet him a whole bunch, and every, and then we'd go downstairs and be like that fucking oh, piece of shit reeked, and I just remember like his his fur was like. It, like, it was constantly like he rolled in oil. Yeah, like, like one big walking dreadlock. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, rest in peace? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. He, he always came running to me. Yeah, he did. Towards the end hobbling. Ah, oh, this is depressing. Okay. 
<laughs> it's just the way it's going, dude. It's all cloudy outside, and yep. it's a Tuesday. And uh, Anyway, before we dive fully into the show, I did have one little thing, since uh, our second segment might not take too long tonight. Uh, Black Mirror Season 5, I think, is coming out soon, or they're working on it. Okay. Have you heard the story? I have it's not. Five, season 5 or 6, whatever, the next one. And they have, there's a story out here this week that... Uh, there's going to be an episode or two that is, as they put it, pick your own adventure. What? Where the viewer will select the path the story takes. Ingenious. That is just fantastic. That is, that, that was my first thought. And then my second thought, where I followed it through a little bit more, was this is Black Mirror. About technology basically dropping everybody's lives into hell. And now they're involving us in it. Oh, I love it all the more. Is anybody not terrified about this? Oh, I love it. I love how dark that show gets. That's Actually, that's probably my favorite show that's still running on TV. And South Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, I didn't know that there was a... I knew that there was a Haunting of Hill House a show coming up on Netflix which I'm very interested in that, but I didn't know about season five. I figured that they were going to keep making uh, black mirror. Yep. I think that, um, oh, I don't remember the name of the episode. It was the star Trek one. No, that, that was, was last such season. a good one. That was fantastic. Yeah. I think it won some Emmys. I can believe it. That was so, man, I needed, that's one series where I could probably start from the beginning and watch almost every episode. There was one or two, like, uh, uh, there was one where uh, it was some a, of the social media. That, that ones was one, the I social media one. I didn't much care for that in season three. I think with uh, oh, what's it? Uh, Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, that that was that another one. Might be my least favorite one because I didn't like the payoff. Like it was setting itself up for a really nasty payoff, and I didn't I didn't like the payoff on that one. But um, oh, man, there's some fan the the um, the one about the kid and the laptop or whatever that he that he uh, oh I forgot about that one. where he has to keep doing these awful things that was probably my favorite episode of Black Mirror ever because of the stinger at the end um, and just how oh, it was fantastic fantastic that was so gross yeah because oh, I, I, you they made you feel sympathy for the kid all the way till the very end and then it was like oh okay that yeah I still I'm. I'm still pig fucker episode. Oh, That's really? Still my top. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. That was a great way to start that that series because that was I yeah. was shocked. I'm like, they're really going going for this, and like, and they did. They went for it on that one, all the way. Yeah, that, that's why I was like, I I love you. I you're right. That one season, I want to say it was three as well. It's kind of confusing because there was a season and then there was one episode the, that counted as a season, the, the Christmas and, one. Yep, right. And then yeah, that man. Some of those really are so. Despicable that I that I don't know if I could rewatch yeah. like the Christmas episode with I don't John Hamm. That was that was a tough watch. That was it was really good, but eh, revisiting that one I don't know. I liked the one where they erase the convict's memory every morning or whatever, and then they have to live oh, out this. Yes. everybody's chasing them. Oh, that's a I kind of like that. Yeah, so many good ones. Now the last uh, the last season there was one where. Uh, this lady, I believe, ends up at this uh, big oddities uh, factory, not factory, but oddities shop where there's all sorts of these little things in it. Um, that was 
that wasn't quite as good. It ends up with... Oh, that was the one that made the whole show canon. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that brought yeah. everything together. And it, it was okay, but... Uh... I kind of like that one. That was another revenge one. Yeah. It does seem like there's three or four kind of through, through lines for each episode. Like, or I mean... How do I put this? There's three or four kind of stories that they all kind of fall under. Like, one is the evils of technology, or people being obsessed with it, or revenge, or uh, social media, the dangers of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. Great show. Where would you, like, you watch tons of TV shows. Where would you put that one... (laughs) The, I don't watch tons oh, of TV shows. You watch all Wait, the superhero no, 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 shows. No, no. And... I, watch, <laughs> I watch tons of TV shows compared to you, yeah. who watches like two shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Compared to normal people, I do not watch tons of shows. <laughs> I literally, like, I've even given up on Game of Thrones. I'll watch it eventually. I'll finish up the last couple seasons, but meh. I got movies to watch. Sorry. <laughs> See, that, that's the attitude of the man who just says, I watch tons of shows. <laughs> I have my certain little shows that I do watch. Of course, I watch more TV than you. But if you go look at the top-rated shows, uh, the uh, uh, probably longest running, I hate all of them. <laughs> all the CSIs, all the Lost. Law and Orders, and I've never watched Lost. <laughs> yeah, I did. How I Met You, Maddie. Yep. Ugh. That was that was all like, ten seasons of you. Oh yeah, that was. I actually finally gave up. I like I was actually giddy when I thought we were on the last episode of the last season, and then Joni was like, So when are we gonna start the next one? I'm like, What? This is like a recurring nightmare, like a never ending <laughs> cycle that you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh, a full marathon of how I met your mother every day. And it, the first couple of seasons were really good, I thought, were really quite funny. And then I'm like, oh, now this is for ratings. Now it's doing good in the ratings, so they're they're keeping on forcing this. No, I, I hate it. Well, that. it's a sitcom. That's what. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's what yeah. it is. Seinfeld did it good. Seinfeld, like, there was no continuing storyline, really. It was just stupid shit for 25 minutes, move on. But the whole, yep. like, especially How I Met Your Mother, it's like, gets sappy and depressing and heartfelt. No. No, it's not. <laughs> you can't be this funny up front, because I don't put the funny clips oh. that close to the <laughs> Anyway, yeah, roulette. <laughs> okay, let's go to the roof. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode... Oh, jeez, I'm... It's, again, one week off, and I'm out of my, my routine. Uh, in this episode of the roulette, it is Bleach up against The Endless. Ah, and I'm out first. Bleach. Of course, I'm not prepared. Bleach is a movie that was on the roulette that I watched that was based on the anime of the same name. As you go to imdb.com. I'm not just furiously looking up right now to find a simpler synopsis to explain to you, but it's about Ichigo Kurosaki is a high school student living in Kurokawa. Karakura Town. He's able to see ghosts, as well as hollows. Later, he meets up with uh, so-and-so, a death god, soul reapers, yada yada, learn how to fight them, use your soul as your soul power, and your soul power determines how big your sword is, and you have to take down these hollows that nobody else can see but you, that are gigantic, huge uh, demon things, and send them on their merry way to heaven, or hell. 
Uh, I was excited uh, to watch this one because living with my roommate before I was married, he's a big anime guy, and he had the first... uh, I think he had several seasons of Bleach, but I did watch the first season with him. And within 20 minutes of this movie, I was texting him like, dude, this is crazy how close this follows the anime, uh, the first season. Like, setting it up, the origin of the, of Ichigo and yada yada. It was just, I, I was like, I, I've seen this before, this is awesome, it's just live action now, with good special effects, really, really good CGI. And that's what it is! If you've seen the first season of Bleach, you've kind of seen this movie. Would I recommend it to you? I wish it were ten minutes shorter, and then I would. At an hour forty-eight, a little long. There'll be uh, some stuff in here that will annoy you. Like, but they're anime tropes. Weird little comedic moments where you're like, well, that's not funny, and it's just weird. That's an anime thing, because they would do that in the anime, and their characters' eyes would get all big and goofy, and there'd be weird graphics on the screen of, you know, just weird shit. And you're like, alright, well, that's the thing... That the kind of things that I watched, and I'm like, okay, I got it, and let's get to the demon slaying. And they did in decent order. I was never bored by this movie. And I enjoyed it. I give it a thumbs up. I'm not far off from the IMDb reading is 6.7 out of 10. I'm not far off from that. I'll probably give this thing like a 7. I'd probably watch it again. Uh, again, the special effects were really cool. There was really great fighting in it. And... I mean, some of the special effects, I was even like, wow, how the hell did they do that? Like, with him flipping through the air and the monster knocking a car up at him and him jumping off her. Just crazy, crazy uh, anime kind of action. Uh, But that's the way it should be. That's how the show was. I really hope they make a sequel to this movie. I would watch that. Uh, That's about all I have to say for Bleach. That's up to you if you want to keep it in your queue. I don't know if you... I mean, maybe something to keep in there when you're really bored looking for something, but... I don't think you'd hate it. I think if you watched it on the roulette, you'd be like, all right, a little long, but okay. Okay. All right. Uh, over to you, The Endless. The Endless. Okay. Um, full disclosure here, I actually bought this on Blu-ray. Uh, so when you threw it my way, I had not watched it yet. And I'm like, perfect. I'm I'm going to watch it on Blu-ray because it was a great price. It, this is on Netflix, by the way, as well. Uh, so I watched my Blu-ray of it. How did that come about that you had the Blu-ray? Uh, I, I mean, you don't usually just buy blind buy new horror like this. Uh, because this one got such good reviews, and uh, I actually had seen the directors, uh, two of them, there's two directors, I had seen their other movies, actually one of which is uh, Spring, which Steve really liked and I thought was good, not great. Um, but they also did, which they actually, their the other movie that they did, their first movie is called Resolution, which is a... This is a sequel to Resolution. And I'm like, oh, okay. Which I really liked Resolution when I saw it uh, several years ago. But I remember being frustrated with the end. Uh, to where I'm like, oh, come on. that's uh, Explain more. Well, that's what The Endless is. The Endless is the sequel to that. And uh, uh, Oh. Yes. So if you, would, if you decide to watch The Endless, uh, I strongly suggest you watch Resolution first. Uh, I actually had to go and do a little bit of research on resolution just to refresh my mind. Like, okay, this is what happened in this, 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 and this. Um, and then, especially after the endless, because I'm like, 
I feel like this is really good, but I need to know a little bit more about resolution again. So I did some, I'm like, oh, gotcha. Okay. That, that's out. So anyway, if you decide to watch this, definitely try to seek out resolution first. This is a good movie. Uh, it is at an hour and 51 minutes. It's, it's too long, but I'm not sure what they could cut out of it because it's a very slow burn sci-fi horror fantasy type thing going on. Uh, extremely good use of a low budget. Uh, extremely good acting. Everything in this movie really works good. And this is, I think, right up your alley because you love movies like, um, Time Crimes and, uh, what's the uh, primer? I don't want to say, I can't say much about this storyline. I can't. Um, but it's very. You're dropping movies like that though. Holy shit. It's just, it's a low budget, but very inventive storyline. Uh, this is. The, the, here's the premise for The Endless. Uh, as kids, they escape the UFO death cult. Now two adult brothers seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. And uh, they actually, these brothers were in resolution. Uh, but a very, very, very side, two side characters in resolution, which they're the directors actually of the movie. So they're side characters in resolution and now they are the main characters of The Endless. But it is... Um, I, I can't say much because it truly, it, it literally will spoil the movie and, uh, it, you need to watch The Endless. I, I would love to hear your opinion on it. There's some really inventive, cool uses of special effects here and there. Um, it, it screams it should have had a little bit of a, of a bigger budget, but as it was, woo, very well written and very inventive storyline. And it almost feels like they could probably, go and do a third one I think uh, but that seriously like thinking of uh, time crimes is kind of sort of kind of sort of what I got from the, the vibe from it a little bit um, anyway big uh, I don't want to say big thumbs up but I need to revisit the movie my biggest gripe is that it was just a hair too long uh, and it was slower paced so you just have to bear with it as it slowly unfolds but uh, the, on the Blu-ray, there's a like 25-minute little interview thing with the directors, and they seem like really, really cool dudes that just they're like us. They like to talk movies, and they they happen to you know make this resolution movie, which got some pretty big accolades in the horror community, science fiction community. Then they made uh, the the follow-up Spring, which uh, it was okay, but meh. But then this one here. I just, I like the science fiction-y stuff in this movie, and I'm very curious what you'd think of this movie. Cool. But uh, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yep. As of right now, this one's another one that's definitely, definitely in the top ten for the year. Nice. I will want to watch uh, the first part first, though. Even if it's, even if you give it a negative review, I still have to watch things in order yes, like you, that. I, seriously, you do. And I'm not sure if Resolution is still on Netflix. I think at one point it was. That's probably how I watched it. But try to watch Resolution because when it does tie into Resolution, uh, I'm like, oh, that's from that movie. That's, and then it's so cool how they do that. Back to you. Uh, okay. Next round. And I'm up first. Okay. Coming your way. The third eye. When her little sister claims she sees the dead, Aaliyah consults a psychic who opens her own eyes to the vengeful ghosts haunting their childhood home. And these next two are on Amazon Prime. Demon House. Paranormal investigator Zach Baggins 
documents Zach Baggins. All right. Documents the most authenticated case of possession in American history. That almost sounds like a doc. I don't know if that's real doc or not. And lastly, Mausoleum. Traumatized by her mother's son. Oh, Judas Priest. I am so tired. Uh, because I was watching horror movies at 3 a.m. Traumatized by her mother's death, young Susan is becoming possessed by the same demon that possessed her mother before she died. More and more, her husband and psychiatrist are noticing the strange changes. Dot, 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 dot. That's the way it is on IMDb. That's the way I'm going to read it. Uh, that is also on Amazon. Uh, there you go. And heading your way is uh, first up The Hurricane Heist from director Rob Cohen, director of Fast and Furious and numerous other action-y movies. Thieves attempt a massive heist against the U.S. Treasury as a Category 5 hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. And I do think that this looks uh, pretty decent, especially for a uh, for a roulette. Uh, Toby Kebbell is in this. I really like him. Maggie Grace, uh, some other Ben Cross is in this. I really like Ben Cross. But it looks like a, you know mid-tier action-type movie, so I'm guessing that should be pretty fun. It's an hour and 43 minutes. Uh, so that's the first one. And next up is Hold the Dark from 2018, starring Jeffrey Wright. Uh, this is uh, a new Netflix... I think it's a Netflix original movie. Uh, after yeah. the deaths of three children suspected of to be killed by wolves, uh, writer Russell Core is hired by the parents of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. This sounds and looks really good. Looks like it has a pretty decent budget. And Did uh, you see who the director is? Yes, I did. Uh, that's... What do you think of that? <laughs> Neither one of us want to take a stab at his name. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I don't either, but it's the guy that did Green Room, Blue Ruin, and Murder Party, which that's yep. big for me. Yep. yep. Uh, that's... I Seriously, like... I cannot imagine that that's not going to be a good movie, but but it is Horrorthon month, so of course we have to do one other movie on the roulette, and that is Terrifier. Now I have seen this movie twice within the time span of oh probably three months because I love this movie. Um, naysayers be damned, this is great. It's an hour and twenty five ish minutes long. It's quick. And it is really, really gory, and uh, for a pretty low-budget movie, quite well made, I think. The budget, you can tell it's one of those not that big a budget, but what it lacks in budget, it makes up for in a really great killer and just really creepy imagery. This one here uh, actually is is a sequel to, uh, there's a short film uh, on this anthology movie called All, All Hallows' Eve, from 2013, which is actually really good uh, as well. And the last, the last short story on that anthology is about this clown killer uh, dude, and which is it was really good. And so this is the sequel to that. And I watched I watched Terrifier first before I watched All Hallows Eve, and you don't have to watch them in order. Although there uh, there is uh, there is something from All Hallows Eve that actually makes. Uh, something in Terrifier makes sense that if you don't see it, you're like, what the hell is going on? It's not a deal breaker, but I just thought I'd let you know that I do own uh, All Hallows Eve on Voodoo. So in the off chance that you take Terrifier, I do have that one and you can watch the, that's, it's quite good. I how think. long, how long is the short? Oh, it's like 20, 20, probably 20 minutes. I mean, the movie itself is, I think an hour and 20 minutes. So it's, but it's the last one and it's, it's good. It's by far the best of the short stories. Uh, on that. Anyway, there you go. 
sorry, I'm I'm just listening. There's there's a storm incoming, and I I don't want the electricity to go off, and, and I'm contemplating saving files now, but eh, I think we'll just chance it. Um, okay. Uh, Hurricane Heist, I can't... Great picks, by the way. Hurricane Heist, I can't wait to watch. Yeah, me too. I'm sure it's gonna be shit-tastic. Good chance we can do a commentary track on that thing. Uh, Hold the Dark, Jeremy <laughs> I I'm in. I, anything he makes, I'm in. I, I didn't care for Green Room that much, but that's just because that movie didn't go the way I wanted it to go, and I thought there were a couple of unbelievable things in it, uh, but it was... Fine. Blue Ruin was still the best thing he, that I've seen from him. And Terrifier was on my October horrorthon list to check off anyway, so I'm going to take that. And for the month of October, I humbly request that I get at least one horror movie with my roulette choices. And I'm going to send you a list of my Netflix queue okay, good. horror movies. Because it's a, it's basically my Netflix queue horror movies are movies that Eugene watched on the roulette and gave a thumbs up. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also some that probably stuck in there because I forgot what you said and I need you to tell me, hey, don't watch that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll do. Definitely. And I, I'm i hoping that this is not one where you watch it while you're working and it's on in the background. I really want you to, like, full attention so it's not like, ah, oh, some dumb clown thing, whatever. I This is a good movie. <laughs> oh, and I think that there might be a zinger at the end of the end credits, so I think. Anyway. Okay. But it, that won't be while I'm working. Okay. I don't usually watch movies too much while I'm working unless they don't require attention. Okay. You know? Uh, Terrifier. And for me, um, I'm pretty much in the same boat with uh, you as I'm... It's all things horror, if possible. So, uh, Mausoleum will be my choice. The Three-Erd Eye. And it's a little bit long and it's subtitled. And Demon House, that's a... It's, for the premise, uh, it's it's an hour and fifty minutes. I'm like, ah, that, dude, that's on your list. That was your list that you threw me. Oh, it is, isn't it? Okay, well, keep that you on the get, you don't you don't get to complain about that. <laughs> keep keep that one on the list for man. <laughs> for You're amazing for another time. <laughs> All right. You're amazing. Ah, oh, and I, hey, I did, hey, just hey. just in case, uh, I did actually check these movies, and that mausoleum, I'm like, now, if this turns out to be, like, fifth-generation VHS transfer on Amazon, because they, they can pull that shit, I'm like, I won't even pick it. But I actually checked, and it's it's an HD, but it's an old, battered uh, film print, but I'm cool with that. It's an HD, yeah. and I'm like, it looks crappy, but you can tell it's still in HD, and it's just like, it's a film print. I love that. That's the grindhouse feel. I'm all in, and the, the magical words of Code Red popped up at the beginning. I'm like, oh, well, sold. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually glad you, that you picked that one, because I put a bid in on a stack of CEDs and a CED player, and I'm hoping that I get them, and Mausoleum is in that stack. That's awesome. So... That would be just amazing if I could. I could fully stamp my freaking nerd card if I would have a CED player. Uh, have you ever seen one of those in the wild? Never. I've never seen one. But I mean, that's like you're probably what one of five people that will probably own one. Then <laughs> <laughs> there is there are groups out there that collect them. Really? They they do exist. Yes, sir. Man, I, I just you get that whole like that. You sent me pictures. I'm like, whoa, that's impressive. And they looked like they were in really good shape too. Uh, I don't know. I've, the players look a bit beat up, but I don't know. I think it will hopefully work. 
that would be nice. You know, it's, you're kind of taking a chance on any, anything like that. But even if I could get the movies, that, that would be cool to just have on the shelf. They're so cool to look through because they're so big. They're the size of vinyl records. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, have you ever seen, you know how they operate? I mean, is it similar to a Laserdisc player? Kind of, but maybe, how do I explain it? Um, it's basically like a laser, it's not a laser disc. It's like, I think it's more like a vinyl record. But it, it's a big disc that sized, and it's in, um, a, uh, plastic container sleeve. And you basically hold that up to the front of the player, and it pulls the disc out of it, and then you put the plastic piece aside and watch your movie, and then when you're done, you shove that thing in a little bit, and it shoves the disc back into your plastic piece. And then you put it on the shelf. This just sounds like a Bally's. This like a Bally's movie system. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. It was after, I think it was after VHS, but before Laserdisc. Or right about the same time as Laserdisc. Oh, so this was, maybe this was kind of the competition for Laserdisc players? Well, that... Yeah, this is, it, it's kind of like beta Laserdisc. <laughs> Jeez, wow. HDD, HD DVD falls into that uh, category as well. Yep. Yes, it does. S- I don't S- think it was. Yep. I don't think it was uh, as good a quality as Laserdisc, though. Like, the some of the videos I've seen, it looks like VHS quality, mm. more or less. But, uh, I don't know. It's the first time I came across it. I put a bid in. I actually should just call over there and see if they accepted my bid yet or not. But, uh, yeah, they actually had 91 uh, movies, and I bid on about a third of them, I think. I want to I take that stack and one of the players. Oh, that's anyway. cool. Good luck. Yes, it is. Okay, that'll do it for the roulette. Next episode, it will be Terrifier up against Mausoleum. And we will get Horrorathon completely underway. That is going to be our schedule for the rest of October, maybe even the first episode of November. Uh, probably, because we have to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be Roulette, Horrorathon, recently watched, and... Let's move on to the Horathon Part 1. How many movies have you watched, sir? I have watched a grand total of... Uh, bear with me here. Does True Lies count? Nope. Does... Oh, okay. only, only, if, only if you're a terrorist. Okay, so maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, two... That, that was a dodgy two. Like, you're going to finish that two tonight, No, I know. I, there's actually two. Like, <laughs> if we're going by starting today, or starting yesterday, then 2.5 with True Lies, because he kills people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if just killing people is your qualification for a horror movie, I'm about to watch some Terminator movies or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, two. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a two. Okay, well, I'll get mine done up to two, and then we can go back and forth. Okay. Uh, first up, on here, let me get my Amazon back up, Dead Heat from 1988, uh, starring Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo. Two policemen are brought back to life to chase down supernatural criminals. This is a cheesy, dorky, weird, fun time, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm so glad that it's a perfect VHS, because it's corny in its comedy, and Treat Williams is just Treat Williams. And love him, hate him, or indifferent. 
I love the guy. <laughs> Even when he's being a complete goofball, I'm just like, I, take me there, treat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, I watched Grizzly, which was, okay, that's just kind of a Jaws ripoff with a bear. And uh, lots of talking and lots of... Christopher George and lots of Linda Day George. And lots of... Here, Pause. There's a paw. There's a paw. Mm-hmm. We don't see the whole bear. Um, there's a couple of gory bits in that movie that are, you know, the actual attacks are kind of like, oh, damn. Yeah, that's PG. The, that movie's rated PG. <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. I, I didn't love it or hate it. It was just, it's a thing. Uh, last night I wasn't sleeping that great, and I knew I didn't have to, or I, w- I was working from home today, so I said, to hell with it. 3 a.m. Let's watch a horror movie. On Pluto TV, I think I watched... No, I watched it on Tubi TV. The one where you you can start and stop whenever you want. Demon of Paradise. Have you watched this movie? I don't think so. Hunters become the hunted when illegal dynamite disturbs the age-old slumber of our carnivorous lizard man. Resort resort owner Angela joins forces with Sheriff Kiefer to save tourists from the blah blah blah. Uh, this is the most Corman-esque movie I've seen that apparently had nothing to do with Roger Corman, from all I could see. I mean, this just screamed Roger Corman in all the best ways. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, more than, even so than Grizzly, because this one was not taking itself as serious. It was kind of schlocky B-movie, and I, that was just a perfect thing for the middle of the night. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, you should give it a chance. I think you would like it. Just go in thinking old Corman rubber monster movie. It's so funny. This thing is like a, it just would pop out of the lake. You only see its head and its two hands. And then it would blah, 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 back down. And then it would go somewhere else and pop out of the lake and tip a boat over and then blah, 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 and then go somewhere else and pop up and kill somebody. And yeah, oh, it was great. It sounds mystery science theater ish. Yes. But it's also, like I said, it's so much Corman that you could watch it just regular, and it was still okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's on, uh, like, I wonder if there was, like, an HD version of that around, or if it's going to be fifth-generation VHS. What was your version like on that one? Uh, maybe, maybe, like, a, a DVD rip. It looked fine. It was on okay. that Tubi TV, and you can watch there, and there weren't many commercials. I was surprised. Yeah. I only had a okay. couple commercials through the entire I kinda, movie. I kind of gave up on that site after I started to watch, I think, Satanic Rites of Dracula one time, and I'm like, oh my lord, there's so many commercials. I almost feel like with that channel, like, I'll watch one movie, and there'll be, like, three commercials in the entire thing. And then I'll watch another movie, and it's every five minutes. Like, I think they have some kind of random generator, maybe for that goes to the popular movies or the ones that people are pushing uh. on. That's the only. That's the only thing I can guess. And I guess nobody's clicking on Demon of Paradise except for yeah. my dumbass at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, okay, give me one of yours. Uh, first, the first official horror movie f- kicking off October for me is 2009's Blood Creek, directed by Joel Schumacher, starring Henry Cavill and uh, other people. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't even uh, heard of it. By other people, I mean Michael Fassbender. Uh, he's in this. I and- Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is a, a Nazi cult, uh, occult thing where this guy finds a way to, the, the, it's, the storyline itself is almost too, too deep, you see. It's too deep. 
But Third Reich is doing experiments on uh, eternal life and this Nazi guy who is uh, played right. by... So, um, so it's set World War II? Well, the beginning is, yeah. It's Michael Fassbender shows up at this farmhouse because there's a runestone or something there and everlasting life. And then we jump forward, whatever, and then Henry Cavill and Dominic Purcell is there going to this house that... I don't want to... Sp- I hate to spoil it because it all ties in with eternal life and this family there is... Spoiler, they're all kind of sort of the undead. They're trapped in this limbo because of uh, because of Michael Fassbender's guy. They, they, they trap people and they whip them or cut them open and feed their blood to Fassbender and... He's in leather, and he uh, there's an undead horse that's involved, and it's goofy weirdness, it's some gore, kind of Joel Schumachery, and a meh, but not bad. Lots sort of, of way. neon lights and and plastic no, no, nipples. No, no, <laughs> no, he, no. He he goes the uh, he's trying to go the more low key. It was okay. I've I mean every time I watch it. Every time I actually I have it on Blu-ray. Every time I get it out, I'm like, "All oh, right, I remember this is pretty cool." And it's Nazi, Runestone occult stuff and Fastbender. And then I watch it, and I'm like, uh, "The CGI fire on the dead horse is kind of lame, but uh, it's okay-ish." And I then I'll forget about it. And then three, five years from now, I'll want to watch it again, and it's middling, but it's. Yeah, that's how that's how I kicked off October. Blood <laughs> Creek. Awesome. Uh, next up for me was Man's Best Friend. Starring Lance Henriksen and Ali Sheedy. A dog turns from man's best friend into man's worst nightmare as he attacks everything that moves. Comedy, horror, sci-fi. I was surprised they actually listed this one as a comedy because, I mean, it was making me laugh, but... Um, yeah, I don't think they were going for comedy so much. Uh, this is kind of like, it starts off in a science lab, and he's doing experiments on animals and stuff, and then the dog escapes, or it leaves with some journalists, and who are just like, come here, giant almost Cujo, now we're best friends, and I'm snuggling your head. It's like, um, wouldn't you be a little more cautious? Am I the only one terrified of big dogs? Ali Sheedy isn't, uh, and then the movie goes on and on, and it was fine. I actually kind of liked this movie. It was all right, because of, it's 1993, it's that time and place where a certain amount of cheese, it's funny now to look back at. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie in the theater when it came out, and I remember nothing of it, but I did see that in the theater. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you probably, it probably thought it was crap then, but now you might enjoy it. Being more nostalgic for this kind of yeah. time frame, I bet you. I, I seriously, I thought Eugene might want to give this one another chance because this is mid nineties, right? Ninety three, ninety three. It's it's not great, but I'm just saying, you own worse movie. BMX Bandits is a piece of crap. You, yeah, this is better than that. <laughs> Would this fall in line? Like, is this like better than The Craft and Rage Carry Part Two and yes. that type of? Okay, thank God. Then yes. maybe I will give it another rewatch. Maybe. In the area of Warlock, because it's like... Oh, all right, all right. Because Warlock is cheesy and corny and stuff, and it's kind of boring for stretches where nothing really happens. Yeah. I mean, I really like that movie, but you know what I'm talking about. Let's no, be, I let's do, be yes. honest. Yeah. And it's not like it's a gore fest. Uh, yeah. Here, at least, the dog's killing a few people. And there were a couple of scenes that were just freaking hilarious, dude. Like, he grabs the woman, shoves her in a car, and is just tearing off. And he's like, I'm... 
she's like fighting him and he's like, I'm just trying to, the dog is going to come after you. The dog chases down a car going like 60 miles an hour down the road. They have this dog and they do good early nineties effects to make it look that way. Dog's POV and then dog mm-hmm. running side shot. And then the dog eventually jumps up on the car and stops. It was, I was howling. I was like, this is awesome. This is better than Cujo, which I don't like. Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, it's probably not better than Cujo, but still. I at least was more entertained by this. All right. So, yeah. One day when that comes out on one of your niche titles, because they've run out of everything else to 4K up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely have have that one as a rewatch at some point or another. You can do far worse. Okay, back to you. And my last one for October 1st was John Carpenter's Halloween. I would have liked to hold off on this one until actually Halloween, but this is the new 4K version. And I'm sitting on my chair beside me in the theater room, and I'm like, I can't wait a full month to watch this movie. I am going to watch this right now. This is going to be my official, like, that's the... The warm-up was Blood Creek. The official kickoff for for my uh, horror-thon was Halloween. And because this is not my favorite of the actual Halloween series, I'm like, eh, it's okay. But um, I will... I'm not sure what else can be said about the movie. It's it's a classic in the, you know, classic through and through. It's not my favorite slasher movie. It has been dated, but it is still quite effective. And John Carpenter is a genius because the minimal sets, the... His score, uh, the mood, the atmosphere, everything about the movie is just works, works so well. And even the actors that he picked. This is a low budget movie, but Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in this. Donald Pleasance is so good. It's just a lean, mean horror thriller. Cause it's not, it's not, you know, doesn't go to where movies like Friday the 13th would and those other, you know, more graphic slashers. This is, there's not many kills in the movie, but it just, it works for what it is, and it works very, very well. And the 4K transfer is uh, really, really good. It's I'm telling you, like it just seems like I, I actually listen. I, I listened to one of our older episodes, and we were actually you and I were talking about what, what do we think about 4K, and uh, it's it's weird to see like these movies look even more film like now than they did on Blu-ray. It's so weird. Wait, it, when, so. When did you get a 4K projector? Uh, you had that. Is that a new thing? No, uh, when I moved here. I mean, it's so, it's. How do I say this? It's an upscaling projector, so it's still a 1080p, but it accepts okay. 4K signal, and um, it's from the reviews. It's supposed to look pretty much. I mean, I so I got. I mean, full disclosure, it's not true, 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 true 4K. I, no, no, no. But, I'm not. I'm not questioning uh, your take yeah. on that. I just. I just thought you just had that 4K TV. I didn't know that. Uh... Oh, yeah. No, it, this was projected. And wow. this is uh, the player itself. The player is a 4K player. Yeah. And that's the Oppo that I bought. But it looks fantastic. And I, I've seen this movie enough to know what the other versions look like. I'm like, that looks different than the other versions that I've seen of this movie. It's, I, you know, going off on a little bit of a rabbit trail, I think probably the best of the older movies that I've seen on 4K thus far as Starship Troopers uh, it's like a brand new movie. I, I, I own the Blu-ray. Well, I used to, I think I traded it in now. Um, but pales in comparison with the 4k, like it is a massive jump in quality. 
And Halloween, Halloween's not as much of a jump, but there's still, it's, it feels even more filmic and just beautiful. Beautiful. Have, now, uh, have you compared uh, a disc like that between the projector and the TV? I would guess that the TV will be better. I mean, well, I would just, guess so too. I was just asking yeah. if you can see a notice. Of I did person. actually. Yes, I did. Um, for Halloween, for example, I uh, I went and because I of course fell asleep last night, so I watched the last <laughs> little bit of it this morning, um, and it does look different. It looks probably a little bit better on my on a smaller TV. It's just when you have it on a big screen, it just the TVs are better, you know. Anyway, there you go. Halloween is great. Uh, I still think that Halloween 3 is the best of the Halloween movies. That's just a personal preference. I love Season of the Witch. But for me, it would be Halloween 3, then Halloween 2, then probably Halloween would be the the of the original series. So this would be my third favorite. I, I like Halloween 2 a little bit more, mainly because uh, it's much like the first one, but it's more graphic. And it's more it's just a little bit more of a slasher movie than the original. Original Halloween 2, you mean? Yes, the original Halloween 2. And I do like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as well, the theatrical version of Halloween 2. I just like the series. I can't wait for the new one to come out. Uh, just, and now that I'm in October mode, I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm, I, while I don't think it looks fantastic, I'm like, ah, I'm looking forward to that one. Although, I probably won't see it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me either. I actually do want to rewatch some of the Halloween movies this horror-thon, and I kind of did the same thing as... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where I have my favorites on, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Halloween night. I, I bought the ones that I liked. So I have like one, a Nightmare, I have one, three, New Nightmare, and then with um, Halloween I have one, two, H2O. H2O is really good. Yeah. Four and, well, and five are... Now it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, which is just weird to me. I'm still curious how that's all going to go down, because H2O did quite well. I, I'm so... I don't know, it's just weird that Jamie Lee Curtis is in this again, and it's another reboot of with her character. They have mucked up that series so oh, bad. I know. And I like H2O. I thought that was a good movie. Yep. I hope but. that there's a way that we can not discount it with the new one. Like That would be cool. Just be like, ah, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, Buster Rhymes and... Ugh. Ah, that next one was not good. Yeah, that wasn't good. And four and five, I thought I thought were kind of boring. And they are, and I might rewatch them because I have the tins from. Oh yeah, I know. I'll probably rewatch them too this month. Damn it! I, <laughs> uh, especially four. Every time, like I, the part four starts, and I'm like, oh, the atmosphere is really good, and oh, it's just boring and like feels like a TV movie, and uh, Michael Myers' mask looks. Awful. I mean, it just looks. Ta- I think that's the worst looking mask of the entire series. Is in part four. It looks dumb. I remember. I, I watched them both once. I remember nothing of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're completely forgettable and pretty much goreless. Part five is a little bit trashy. And I think that that's some Italian director. That um, oh, now I have to find out because I think I like that director. Halloween. <laughs> Here comes five. my reversal review in about a week or two. <laughs> is it uh, Dominic? Othenan Girard, and he made. Let's just see what else he made here, real quick, if anybody cares. After Darkness. Oh, he made Night Angel um, and Omen 4 The Awakening. Night Angel is. Uh, is that the old. Oh, Wait, there was yeah. an Omen 4? Uh, TV movie. It's, I think, a girl. The, a girl is a little demon thing, whatever. So I've never watched doesn't it. Doesn't have anything to do with Sam Neill. No. I don't okay. believe so. But uh, he made he made Night Angel, and Night Angel is just 
fantastic trashy fun. So man, maybe I should give uh, Halloween Five a revisit. Awesome. Yeah. And last for me is Split Second from 1992. Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. In a this is great. In a flooded dystopian future London, it's flooded because global warming has gone rampant out of control. So it's it, way in the future of 2008. Uh, <laughs> director Harley Stone hunts a serial killer who murdered his partner and has haunted him ever since. He soon discovers what he is hunting might not be human. And it is not. And I don't think they ever really figure out what it is. It's just kind of this demon monster man thing. It actually, when they get up close to it in the very, very end, it kind of looks like Venom. Yes, it does! Like a lot! Yes. Spiky fingers and stuff. This movie rocked. Yes, it it does. It is glorious early 90s trash and nonsense and a whole bunch of character actors. Kim Cattrall's in it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a blast with this thing. And I will, there's a good chance I will buy a better copy. This is a VHS, so I'll be probably upgrading this one at some point. I believe that's getting a remastered Blu-ray here pretty soon. I have a, a, an import of it, and it's okay. It's better than DVD, but you can tell it needs a fresh scan or something to make it look a lot better than it currently does. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about fresh scans. Meanwhile, I'm hitting play. And part of me has to laugh so much at these VHS because of the trailers that are in front of them. And the trailer voice guy who's like really just pimping the crap out of this garbage, some garbage movie I've never heard of, but will be looking for on VHS. Uh, And the whole time there's a line through the middle of the TV horizontally uh, because it's on the tape and I can't adjust tracking to get it out, so I'm like, what's going on? So I get the tape out, and yep, it went through a bad player or something, because there's a line right down the middle of the tape, and I'm like, ah, dang it. Well, screw it, I'll just keep watching and hope it goes away, and eh, yeah, and by the time we got to the movie, it went away. Oh, that's, that's that's the transfer that I'm watching, Eugene. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm watching, and when I watch my Blu-ray, I'm like, oh, this needs a better, this needs a 4K scan. <laughs> Oh, well. And special features with Rutger Hauer and the, let's get an interview with the man bear pig on there, too. <laughs> yep. Well, if you'd see my... I have a page up here on my wall that is a list of all of the movies, all of the VHS movies that I have that uh, never went past VHS. Because when we put them in our film aficionado, all you have yeah. to do is type the name in. Nothing comes up. This is a movie... If you would look at this list, you would be like, Wow, there's a lot of movies that never went past VHS, and I do not have uh, nearly the collection of most people. Uh, okay, that's it for me. Okay. For, for Horathon, that brings the score for uh, two days to five to two. And I knew I was going to, I just wanted to pile them on because I knew I had some time today. Yeah. Let's get as many knocked out as we can. I've got about 20 minutes left and one more, actually, so I can't review that one yet, but. Uh, I'm almost six. I, I wanted to do two a day, and I'm ahead of schedule. I would have, uh, if it wouldn't have been for True Lies, I would have definitely had another one watched. But uh, because we had started True Lies the day before, I I had to finish it with my wife. And that, you know, I'm old, and I fall asleep quick, and I couldn't even finish Halloween, which is just pathetic. <laughs> uh, so that's the only reason that I didn't have three watched. It's all good. It's only it's only the second, dude. Yeah. By the time this comes out, we'll have doubled these numbers. Uh, okay, I have to look up something. Do you want to review True Lies? Go yes, I do, actually. Recently watched. 
Okay. Uh, True Lies. Now, full disclosure here, the uh, version I have, uh, I, I, I got this. Uh, it's a remastered Blu-ray. Um, so I found a guy online that he made a Blu-ray of True Lies. And I could not resist. And he actually also made a Blu-ray of The Beach, which has not had a Blu-ray release yet. And I adore that movie. So I'm actually going to review uh, The Beach and True Lies. First up, True Lies. This is the James Cameron movie from, I believe, 1994. I Actually, it's sad how uh, time flies. And it's like, this movie is like 25 years old now. That's crazy. And it's still... For the most part, holds up. It's not my favorite James Cameron movie, but the, uh, you know, it's almost like Mission Impossible, but with Arnold Schwarzenegger on me, it's just, there's a lot more action than like, how do I say this? It's like, it's James Cameron and Schwarzenegger's version of a James Bond slash Mission Impossible movie. There you go. Yeah. But it's still got the classic Arnie one-liners that anymore are kind of stupid and dated and kind of silly. Uh, but they work for what it is. But the, they still kind of work in a Cameron movie. They do. And that's, that's what's great in this is everything works so well in James Cameron movies. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic in this movie. Um, just that scene where she's doing kind of sort of a striptease to a shrouded in darkness. Schwarzenegger is so good and just so sexy and, it, it's funny when it needs to be funny. And then the Harrier jet ending is not only is it great, it still holds up as a huge action spectacle. I don't know how he pulled that off because this is like the very early days of CGI and that looked pretty darn real to me. This big Harrier jet hovering up by a skyscraper, just destroying this skyscraper. It was beautiful. Uh, but the that, movie itself... That part okay. is really amazing, but there are a couple of shots where you can tell it's green screeny. My favorite bit of action i haven't watched this in years but my favorite bit of action that i always think of is that bridge they blow the oh, hell out of that bridge and it great. is it's still like you know he's gonna uh helicopter grab her you know yes. it's gonna happen but, but oh her reaction shot. when it happens you are right there with her going harry! Yeah. you could turn that into a drinking game too Harry, every time she says harry take a shot <laughs> I was waiting for the shot of, like, when they finally do an up-close shot of Schwarzenegger, and he's like, come on, baby. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting watery-eyed. That's so great. And no, then they, he saves her life as Tia Carrera goes down the shitter into the water and kaboom. <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. It's still, I think that for his 90s movies, I think The Abyss is, well, that was 89. I guess Terminator 2 would be probably his best one from the 90s. But True Lies, is a, it was great to revisit that one. Great movie. Uh, and also, The Beach. When was the last time you've seen The Beach? Uh, it has been some years, but I watched it many, 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 many times after it came out. And I, I'd never quite understood the hate on that movie. I think it was because it was the sophomore effort, effort from uh, Danny Boyle? No? Uh, and, oh, and DiCaprio. This was after DiCaprio made... Uh, Titanic. Titanic, yeah. So he was heartthrobby, and everybody wanted him to be rom com heartthrobby, and here he was a little bit loony. And mm -hmm. I've always loved this movie, almost to a fault, yeah. uh, being that, like, uh, how do I explain it? Um, it's not realistic. In a, I guess that's a weird thing to say, but it's sort of, it's such a fantasy movie of, like, 
Oh, I should grab my backpack and go to Thailand too, and I'm sh- I would like to do this. Drink snake blood. Yeah, yeah. Good. The reality is that you will be dead and murdered um, long before you ever reach a paradise full of weed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, but but I haven't watched it in years, but uh, I have seen it so many times that I could tell. It. I and I I went and bought the book because the I believe the writer of the movie was the author of the novel. So I said, I want to go read the novel to see if there's any differences. And the novel is actually kind of darker. And I enjoyed the novel. It goes in a little bit different path. Um, not huge deviations. Uh, but they do explain more, like, why the people's names are... Why they're named after Looney Tunes characters. Um, and stuff like that. Like, I never even made that association. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Uh, Robert Carlyle was... I don't remember the names now, but he was named like Daffy Duck or something, and the the girl was named Porky Pig, whatever. They were all named after cartoon characters because they were shedding their normal lives, living in paradise or whatever the hell. But I, Alex, Alex Gar- Garland wrote the novel and the movie, I believe. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's written Ex Machina or what directed. He, he directed yeah, Ex Machina, yeah, and he made my favorite movie of the year thus far, Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah. So that was kind of the where he where I learned Alex Garland's name. Anyway, I've always loved that movie. So anyway, it's, what's it look like in HD? Oh, it's beautiful. It is stunning in HD. And the movie itself, I echo everything you said. It's it's great. I love the first hour, the setup, getting to the island, and then when things go take a very very fast wrong turn. Uh, man, that's a great movie. And I think that um, I'm going to butcher her name, but Virginie. Ledonier, I th- I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she is a goddess in that movie. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's the French girl that he kind of sort of hooks up with. Do you remember that uh, Tilda Swinton is in this? Yep. That's yep. where I She's first really learned of Tilda Swinton. Yep. But uh, I, I quite enjoy how much of a left turn the movie takes in when he's kind of ousted from the beach and he kind of goes loony and it's cool. It's just a cool movie. Uh, not much else to say about it. I, I'm one of that movie's defenders. It's two hours. It's never, ever boring. It's beautiful to look at. The soundtrack is fantastic. And DiCaprio's, he's a great actor. It's got, of course, it's a, it's a, uh, Danny Boyle movie. So Robert Carlyle's in it being weird Robert Carlyle. And this was also like, uh, this was around the time of Fight Club too, right? Mm-hmm. This is 2000. Yep. So, I was still riding high on Fight Club as being one of my favorite movies. And then this came out, and I love this too, because they're both for, uh, man, I was what, uh, 21 at the time or something? Where you're, everybody in their early 20s, you're doing a lot of learning who you are and figuring out who you are and whatever. And I was getting out of a really bad family situation that I was escaping from. And, these movies, uh, they really helped me qu- ask those questions. And I know a lot of people might be looking at that and being like, you're a fucking idiot if <laughs> these movies helped you through those things. But look, I didn't go to film school and I was not studying French directors and stuff at the time to find myself in college. Uh, I didn't go to college. That's why I have a podcast now. <laughs> and I'm talking about the beach. Um, but uh, there is a lot of... Way uh, points you can take of self introspection in there in the in these movies about what they mean and what it means for you as a person and yada yada and I was just I just really connected with this and Fight Club 
I don't think th- I like this one as much as Fight Club, but... No, I um, would pick Fight Club over this. And I will say with both of those movies, if you if you watch them and go, I want to be like the main character, you idolize them, you miss the point. That is not mm-hmm. the point of the movie. <laughs> the point of the movie is don't make these mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Don't be this dumb. Uh but, yeah, I love the part where he goes crazy. I love where it's video game time. So uh, cool. And it's very much of, like, the video game quality, like, the quality graphics are very much of that time. Yeah. Kind of like... The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I Great movie. dug the hell out of it. All right, back to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, these movies are similar to Finding Yourself when you're a young man. Uh, not really. I wanted Dead or Alive from 1987. Let's just keep the Rutger Hauer train going. Uh, have you ever seen this one? Uh, I don't believe I have, actually. I don't this think. This movie features a character who is a descendant of the character played by Steve McQueen in the television series of the same name. Huh. I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, Gene Simmons is the bad guy in this movie, and this was pretty good. It's kind of just a hard R, gritty cops and robbery, or cop trying to catch a terrorist story, which you could do a lot of that in the uh, 80s and 90s, and it's been pretty well frowned upon since uh, 9-11. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing more of them now, but... Here they're really, um, what's the word, cliche, not cliche, but they do play in a lot of racial stereotypes and cliches. I mean, Gene Simmons, his name, character name is Malik Al-Rahim. Gene Simmons is a Jew. He's a Jewish guy, yeah. (laughs) So that's weird. But it's got, you know, a lot of the typical character actors of that time, and... While some of the uh, uh, plot points are kind of cringy, if you just accept it for that time, it's like, all right, whatever. And it was entertaining, more or less. So there you go. Wanted Dead or Alive. That's one I'd keep in the collection and pull out every couple of few years. And when you want some, every now and then you just want kind of a dumb 80s action movie. Here you go. Next up, it's Speakman Time. (laughs) The Perfect Weapon from 1991. Uh, was it last episode you reviewed this one? Oh, it was. Yes, sir. I try got him out. Wasn't the tagline, try him out, or... T- oh, we got try. multiple taglines. We got take no... Him, take a bite out of him, or... Yeah. <laughs> no gun, no knife, no equal, and just try him. Just try him. Mmm, delicious. Yeah. Bite me off a bite of Speakman. <laughs> right down the hatch. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was great. <laughs> it was everything mm-hmm. you said it was. I completely echo your review. I just, I still, I know we've been teasing it forever. We are going to do a commentary track on that one Seagal movie. And that Seagal movie is basically the perfect weapon, but cranked up to like 10. So believe you me, what you will enjoy the hell out of that movie when we get around to do it. Oh, it's so weird, this movie. I, I've i got a holster for my two sticks I keep on my back. Oh, I know. It's like, oh, that's kind of lame, but still obviously would kick my ass. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I'm not going to say anything because his yeah. high pants are going to roundhouse <laughs> kick me in the face off yeah. a dock somewhere. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and somehow he just he keeps on finding ways to get his shirt off in, 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 a, in a such a 90s sort of way. Uh-huh. Yep. 
<laughs> I have not much else to say about that. It's uh, it's cultural appropriation, is what it is, Eugene. That's what mm-hmm. this is. <laughs> the yes. movie. His little, his little short anyway. round sidekick that he picks up and team up to whip ass. And... Okay, carry on. It's your turn. Okay. Um, I'd like to review Lady Macbeth from 2016. I had to check this movie out. Uh, oh, the, is this the Fastbender one? No. No. Fast, Fastbender just did a, a, a Shakespeare. What was that? He did, didn't he? What was his? Um, this is with uh, Florence... Lady Macbeth. What is that? Florence. Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name. She was in. Um, well, not much. Well, the commuter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Welcome to Movie Freaks. Where we yes. try to remember stuff. Yes, this is actually the, like probably the first movie that I actually booked when I was working at the theater, and it did not do good. And um, I know why it didn't do good. It's a bit rapey and dark, but this is. One fantastic movie. This is excellent filmmaking and excellent acting. And I love the fact that this is a kind of sort of bonnet movie, but it's, it's barely an hour and a half. And I, I'm never bored. And it's like, it's not horror, but it's damn dark and twisted in the best way possible. This is a like exceptionally good movie. Uh, 19th century rural England, a young bride who has been sold into marriage discovers an unstoppable desire within herself as she enters into an affair with a worker on her estate. And it is, this is a twisted movie. Uh, and it, it was so good. It was so good. I love the fact that uh, it, about halfway through the movie, I'm like, you know, there's almost, Steve actually, uh, when he was on our show the last time, I believe that he said something about, I'm not sure which movie he was talking about, but the almost, la- oh, was it, uh, no Country for Old Men. The lack of a score. There's a score in this movie, but it's rarely used and used very subtly. And it almost gives the movie more of a like fly on the wall type of feel of what's going on and just like the dark times of where women are treated like trash. And uh, I mean, it kind of sort of echoes what's going on in America today. But uh, however, Revenge is a dish best served cold. And a huge thumbs up. I love this movie. Loved it. Was this... Anyway. This wasn't even... Was there a Lady Macbeth anything in Shakespeare, or is this a wholly new thing? Um... Are they speaking Shakespearean? No, no, they're not speaking Shakespearean at all. They're... It, okay. oh, based on the book Lady Macbeth of Misenska <laughs> by Nikolai Leskov... I'm oh. looking. I'm looking at the title right now. There, it's it's all va- it's all it's all consonants, no vowels. Oh yeah, <laughs> feel very Yes. Okay. It's good. It's really good. Would you like it? I don't know. Uh, it's hey, not a feel good movie, but then that's that is Eugene right there. <laughs> okay. And next up for me, Isle of Dogs. Have you seen Isle of Dogs yet? Not yet. I wanted to, but I have. I want, I want that and Solo. I can't wait to watch. But right now it is horror, 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 yeah. horror time. And I'm sure in a week or two I'm going to be like, I need a breather, and then I'm going to be hitting up one of those movies. Although I really, it's hard for me to wait on Solo. I want to watch that movie bad again. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, I'll tell you what. Isle of Dogs is. Um, if you're thinking it's going to be good, just like set your expectations. Fairly high. It's it's fantastic. Uh, one of 
Definitely one of the best movies of the year. Might even be in my top five movies of the year. The um, the stop motion animation is every bit as good as Fantastic Mr. Fox, if not slightly better because it's a little bit newer. Well, this is a Wes Anderson movie, although you know, completely through and through Wes Anderson. Uh, from the soundtrack, which is fantastic, to the voice actors, which you know it's like oh, there's Edward Norton and Brian Krantz. If somehow he picks the best voice actors for his movies. Jeff Goldblum's in it, and it's like, yes, Jeff Goldblum should be a dog voice, like the voice of a dog. He should be, because it's perfect. It's <laughs> perfect. But um, the storyline's great. It's touching it at times, uh, because Boy and His Dog, and in Feudal Japan, there's a lot of, to me at least, because uh, we just did our kind of sort of retrospective on uh, Akira Kurosawa, boy, it feels like there's nods to Akira Kurosawa in this movie. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm i curious as to what you're going to think. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it. Did you like it better than Fantastic Mr. F- Fox? You know, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox was f- more fun than this, but I think that this movie here was probably slightly better just because of the storyline and how... I mean, this was a bit... Like, it felt like a almost like a big epic movie, whereas Fantastic Mr. Fox was, you know, these witty... You know, these witty creatures underground trying to steal all the all yeah. the food and whatnot from the farmers, but here, like, it's a bit more of an epic feel to it. But I love stop motion, and man, does Wes Anderson do a great job in uh, in these movies. I wish, like, I could be, I would be totally fine if from here on out, Wes Anderson would do nothing but stop motion movies. Uh, Mr. Fox is my favorite movie from him, so you'll get no disagreements from me, sir. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. You're gonna, I can't wait. Guaranteed, to watch you're gonna Bones. love Isle of Dogs. Guaranteed. And back to you. Okay, I'm going to do one more round and then we'll be done. Uh, lightning Round VHS, how about that? From mm-hmm. 1998, and this is one that never went to DVD as far as I know, at least not in America. Resurrection Man. Oh, maybe it did. No, it's on my list. Uh, Belfast in the 70s. Victor Kelly is a young Protestant man who hates the Catholics so much that one night he begins to brutally murder them. A reporter soon uh, tries to uncover the truth. And yada, yada, yada. Starring Stuart Townsend. You know who that is? Yes. Yep. Uh, I saw his name and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Uh, James Prespitt. Uh, 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 the uh, goofy brother from the Mummy movies. He's in this too. Nice. I like him. Yeah, me too. This movie is... It's a black cloud, dude. It's not a bad movie. It's just... I'm just not really entertained by... It's just always angry and negative and grumpy and whining and fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Even though he's grabbing people and killing them, it's like, why are you doing this? I don't understand what's going on. Uh, Because I never lived in Belfast in the 70s. So, apparently, I don't know enough about that situation. I thought I had... I thought I had a little bit of information about it because I've seen a few movies about that. Uh, But this one was just random serial killer dude. And angry all the time, and, I mean, one minute he acts like he loves the girlfriend, the next minute slapping her around, and it's, uh, it was gloomy. That's a good way to describe this movie. Gloomy. And I don't know why it's called Resurrection Man. He's just going around torturing and killing people. And there you go. Swing and a miss on that one, huh? Yeah, no thanks. Next up, Cracker Jack from 1994, riding high off my last 
Thomas Ian Griffith movie. I came across him again and was like, yeah, all right. And this one, there's a guy swinging from a helicopter that's on fire and uh, Natasha Kinski is in it. Or is that, yeah, Natasha Kinski, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's Klaus Kinski's daughter. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, excessive force, this was not. Snore factory for, of an action movie. Everybody's just mailing it. Christopher Plummer's in this movie. This should have been awesome. A cop on vacation at a mountain resort comes to the rescue when the resort is taken over by violent criminals. I just, I could barely pay attention. I was so bored. So, thumbs down on Cracker Jack. I'll probably watch it again, because I don't remember anything about it. it. I was just like, meh. And lastly, one I have been wanting to watch for a long, long time. I just never got around to it. When I came across the VHS, I said, you know what? It's time for me to check this off the Eternal list. It's from 1984, Purple Rain. A young mu- musician, tormented by an abusive situation at home, must contend with a rival singer, a burgeoning romance, and his own dissatisfied band as his star begins to rise. And the shining star of this movie is Prince music. This is the Prince movie, if you know. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. It's it's worth a watch, but I'd probably just say one. I, I The only reason to ever come back to this is just it's a um, two-hour-long Prince music video at times. Uh, that's the best parts of the movie. I might as well just go watch Prince or listen to Prince music. I just didn't understand a lot of his motivations. I mean, he's getting, his mom's getting beat up at home. His dad's a prick. He's getting beat up by his dad. So then he runs away to do his music and there he's kind of emo and kind of hipster for eighties, which is, Oh, we, my band only plays one song. That's our show. We do one song a night. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> hey, other people in the band are like, hey, listen to some of these music ideas we were working on. What do you think? No, I won't even listen to them because I'm an artist. And it's like, dude, <sighs> come on. Uh, then when he finally does, that's Purple Rain and they all play Purple Rain forever at the end. And it was like, this is the best part. So you should have been listening to their playing their music more and doing that. That's what you should have been doing. Um, you know, get, come on, concede. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, as a fan of Prince, it was like, I, I can't not like the movie. I can't thumbs it down. It was interesting. And the music's awesome because it's Prince. So, yeah. uh, there you go. Yeah, I'll watch it sometime, probably. Nah. <laughs> I like Prince a lot, uh, but I don't know. I just always thought the movie looked boring. But it I, I hate to say that because there's some super huge fans of the movie out there. But I just... It wasn't boring. I wasn't ever bored. I'll say that. I was not bored. Uh, it just, some of the motivations of the movie, I was like, I don't really understand why you would react this way. But whatever. It is what it is. Okay, let's yeah. do Coming Soon and wrap it up. Okay. Um, I'm up first. Uh, oh, it's horror time, ladies and gents. Firestarter, Altered States, uh, Salem's Lot 1 and 2, Witches of Eastwick, just gobs and gobs and gobs of, of that. And possibly maybe a, a pickup from me. Are you going to get it yes. in my Blu-rays? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Sometime this yeah. week. But I, I have a feeling the stack is so big that I no mailbox or outside. Yeah, we'll, I, I, I want to meet. Yeah. Um, well, just let me know when, and we'll 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 do the 
do the swap. And for me, I, just, real quick, did I review Mandy on... I, I won't review it tonight, but did I review Mandy last episode? Yes, I believe so. Yes, With you did. Nick Cage, okay. I just was, wasn't sure. Hazy there. Um, For me, a, a, a complete shit ton of horror <laughs> movies. I have one coming uh, called Revenge. It's a French movie about revenge. Uh, what else? <laughs> Uh, Low Life is heading my way. I don't think that's horror, but I might try and shoehorn that in as a horror movie. We'll see. Uh, nope, nope. I, I, <laughs> like, none of, everything that I put in my VCR, I first go to IMDb and make sure that it qualifies. It's not going in unless it qualifies. <laughs> um, I gotcha. I you can do whatever you want, but we know that IMDb yeah, is. Yeah, I know, the, yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to get into all sorts of Jollos, and it depends on, on what, what mood that I'm in. Obviously, I'm going to go through some of the Halloween movies and I might, I might do a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Friday the 13th, but, um, it's, it's going to be all horror, uh, all the time. And we do actually, we've got a date night coming up to, for our, our actual, our, on our anniversary. And so we're going to probably try and watch a movie in the theater, but I'm sure it won't be horror. Oh, you and it me? Won't... Oh, uh... no. Yes, of course. Yes. We'll... <laughs> <sighs> you stated you stated that we so we like you and me. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. surprised. Eugene's taking me out for our yes. anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> movie freaks. Uh, I guess we'll go watch whatever the newest rom com is that I have no interest in. That will go skipping right up to the doors. Wee! <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Oh, what do you think you're gonna watch though? Oh, I think we're well. I, Obviously, I would like to watch Hellfest and or Predator, but that's not going to happen. So I could see making a concession and watching uh, the house with the clocks in its walls or whatever. That might actually count. That, oh, yeah, it is a bit of a fantasy type. And it's doing pretty good, by the way. You're, that was a good pick. Thank you. Yep, uh, it's that's... Keep, keeping me out of last place in the fantasy yeah. <laughs> movie league. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, that's probably what we're going to see. I really wish that um, that uh, – oh, what's the Ryan uh, Grossing movie coming out? Oh, First Man? Yeah, I really wish that would be out. Or or even the Goosebumps Part 2 movie. I really liked Goosebumps 1, and that I would say that should count. Uh, we'll have to take that up with the International Movie Database. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, we'll see you next week, sir. All right, talk to you then. Bye. listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.